Today's podcast is sponsored by PUBG Mobile. The battle to be the last one standing is now expanding into a new island off the coast of Northern Africa. Experience PUBG Mobile's newest map, Karakin. Built for 64 players, Karakin will feature an arid, rocky environment that showcases wide open terrain and challenging engagements. Be the first to win a chicken dinner on the new Karakin map today. Download PUBG Mobile today from the App Store or Google Play Store and play for free. See you on the battlefield. Spawnerly is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. Yo, what up, what up, what up? Everybody here on Podcast Land, everybody here in Bukaka, everybody in Twitch Land, what the deal be? I hope everybody's doing well. Hope you're all doing okay. I hope everybody's doing all right. Thank you so much for coming through. This is the Spawn of Me podcast with Khalif Adams. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. This episode has been brought to you by PUBG Mobile. Thank you again to our friends over at PUBG Mobile for sponsoring the show. It is always fantastic to be able to have them rocking with us. So it is also amazingly cool to be able to be chilling with them and, and having great stuff come through uh on the show and being able to have them rep for all of us here in Bracago. thank you so much to our friends over at PUBG mobile for sponsoring the show for the past month it's been great to be able to work with you and we want to continue to do more cool stuff with y'all so it'll be fantastic to do that if you missed last week's show you missed a banger with chris charla senior senior manager senior manager over at ie at xbox we had a great conversation about everything in the space around video games and around the indie space which was brilliant and a lot of fun it was freaking awesome to be able to get him on the show and and, and chop it up about all the stuff that we get a chance to do here at spawn on me which is always super super cool um so yeah we have a good show today it's gonna be you know pretty pretty chill pretty short um i don't think we're gonna be doing a lot of stuff this week because honestly there isn't a lot of news this week there isn't a lot of stuff to really dig into again shout out to everybody who's here watching live i see uh zenith in the chat i see Corey in the chat Ataku man 5000 in the chat lots of great folks here coming in from the kind of funny community uh we had a really great episode of kind of funny games daily uh, i'm sorry for the games cast uh where we talked about outriders i'm going to talk a little bit about outriders today on the show uh just to get it in and talk about that also shout out to roberto gold talking about sorry i'm late you're never late you're always on time there's no late here in bracago you're always here when you're supposed to be here when you can get here that's all that matters again thank you everybody who's been watching our youtube content we're trying to get to uh at least 10k uh subscribers over there the goal is to get everything to 20k before the end of the year we'll see if we'll be able to do that um but yeah i'm excited uh, I've been playing a lot of Outriders, a lot of stuff in the, in the space, uh, and talking about all the things that that's going on. Wait a minute. Someone in the chat just said, let's talk about that Jeff Grubb leak regarding Kojima and Microsoft maybe publishing his next game. What? What is that about? Wait, I need to go find that out. Uh, maybe that'll be on a extra piece of content. Maybe we'll talk about that in the post show. Um, we also have our post show. So if you are listening and watching live on twitch 
uh, right after we finish the main recording that usually goes out for audio on YouTube, we do about 15 minutes of, of just hanging out, giving love to everybody who's come through uh, during the show, uh, making sure that we're giving everybody a lot of love uh, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, Konami. Maybe, oh, okay. Maybe them picking up Konami. Got it, got it, got it. Got it. Okay, okay. I got to go check that out during the post show. But again, yeah, like 10, 15 minutes, we go and hang out uh, and, and chop it up with everybody in the audience. So please come by. We'd love to have you uh, rocking with us there. Um, a lot of good stuff to talk about. Uh, we're going to get into the news. Let's just roll right into it and, and, and make it happen. So we're going to run right into the news with what's the 411. So we have a couple of stories this week. We have um, three stories to dig into this week. You know, again, I said this show has been a little bit up and down only because the news has been up and down. We haven't had a lot of stuff to really dig into um, in the past couple of weeks, besides guests, of course, which have been always fantastic to be able to bring them on and have dope conversations about everything that we're doing here. Uh, but in terms of news, we're in this interesting kind of low, low spot in the year, usually around this time, kind of, you know, February to July, things are a little bit chill. You don't really hear a lot of stuff. There's not a lot of stuff actually going on in that way. Um, so it winds up being that you don't really get a lot of the conversations that you would usually kind of see happening all the time. You don't really get a chance to see and hear all the stuff that's going on. Uh, because there isn't a lot of stuff going on, but there were three stories this week that that popped in uh, that were uh, that were kind of interesting. A lot of stuff that we you know want to dig into and want to talk about. Um, the first one uh, for this week's show is all about E3. E3 and the folks over at E3 uh, made an announcement earlier this week um, about them coming back and doing a virtual version of the show. Um, really interesting for the ESA to come back and, and dig into, you know, wanting to save E3. Um, I have very, spe and, and I say this all the time because I really do mean it. I have very special feelings about E3. E3 still to this day, when you ask people, and maybe it's lost that cachet in the past couple of years, but you know, when you ask most folks if they would ever want to go to E3, they still would say, yeah, like they would be like, yeah, I'd still love to go to E3. E3 would be fire to be able to go to. Um, and I've had the, you know, the, the luck in the, in, in the, in the want to be able to go and been able to get passes for, for, for being on the show and having Spawn and me represent there. Um, but we thought that the show was dead. I thought that the show, because of everything that's happened with COVID and because of everything that's been happening in space, that the show was pretty much done. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, what they're going to do. So E3 uh, is going to return as a reimagined all virtual event organized uh, around, oh, I'm sorry, organizers announced on Tuesday. E3 2021 will take place June 12th to the 15th and will feature content from Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two Interactive, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Games, and Koch Media. The ESA uh, said in a news release on Tuesday, uh, this is that we are we are evolving this year's E3 into a more inclusive event. We will look to 
uh, excite the fans with major reveals and insider opportunities that make this event the indispensable center stage for video games, said Stanley Pierre Lewis, president and CEO of the ESA. Um, we had a, the, the pleasure of interviewing Stanley some time ago. Uh, actually, last year at Dice, uh, we had a chance to eat to, to to hang out with him and do an interview with him. I'd actually really love to get Stanley back on the show to talk about what has changed in the past year for them. I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a really interesting space for them uh, to try to figure out what is left on the table for them. I, it is interesting to see some of the big players actually saying that they're going to go in terms of Nintendo, Xbox. Capcom and Ubisoft, you know, Microsoft has been doing fantastically on their own this year. They have, they've really not stepped in it that much. Uh, So, you know, kind of, you know, going into um, an event like E3 makes sense, but also doesn't in the, in the grand scheme, you know, they'll have now Bethesda to be able to do, you know, co-branding with and, and, and co-shows with, uh, which will be interesting on, on that end. But it is a really weird show that I think if you, if we're being really honest about where things kind of lay, Jeff Keeley has taken E3's lunch. Like Jeff Keeley and, 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 and everything he's doing with summer games fest and the game awards and, you know, all the, all the kind of activations that go on in between those things. Jeff Keeley is now E3. There's no other way to put it. There is no other way to, 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 to talk about the ways that we think about big conferences besides Jeff Keeley. Jeff Keeley is the man right now to be able to do any and everything that he kind of wants to do in a video game space because he's proven that he can pull in star power. He can wrap up. Uh, a, a show around an event he can he has every industry connection you could ever want so he can do e3 on his own and he's kind of doing it now with summer game fest it's kind of dope to be able to see that that's now a separate event and it has been a separate event for a while and it's still going strong so it is it is going to be really cool to see what happens in e3 it's also funny too because of the way that it gets pitched as this conversation that's like e3 is a virtual event e3 for 99 percent of everyone is a virtual event it's really only for the the one percent of us that are in the press that get to go to this thing live and see it it really is actually has always been a virtual event for pretty much everyone else in the industry or in the community if you're not going to the show directly if you're not in part of the press uh and until very recently when they opened up the show for uh the 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 public you couldn't go to e3 there were no tickets you couldn't get in if you were not part of the press corps um it is it is really gonna be kind of confusing to a lot of folks if they if they do try to do anything next year uh that's gonna be in person i just don't see the energy there in the same way that we've always seen e3 have um that they kind of lost a bunch of steam in the past couple of years and especially the year off with COVID. Um, everyone has gone remote. Everyone is doing everything they can remote. Game demos are remote. You know, you know, press junkets are remote. You know, all those things now being remote change all of that stuff. Gamertag Radio in the chat says the public going to E3 made it chaos. Uh, 
and that's why it lost its relevance. Yeah, I agree. Like the the two years that E three had the public in it, it was the worst E threes that that were there. I, at least in my in my six years of going to E three, it was the worst. It was those were the worst versions because you couldn't get your job done, and it didn't benefit the it didn't benefit the public who went. You had to stand in lines like you were at PAX, and it's even worse because E three just didn't have the structure and the uh, the knowledge of how to run a fan show. Um, and it was pretty bad for, for everybody who uh, had spoken to, you know, at those shows and then after those shows to be able to say, like, did you enjoy your time at E3? And most people said no. They're like, I wasted my money. So um, E3 coming back uh, this year is going to be wild. It's going to be happening again June 12th through the 15th. Again, we'll all be watching from, from home. We'll all be kind of checking that stuff out to see what they're going to do. Um, and we're going to wind up seeing what that means for the ESA, what that means for, you know, the folks who are participating, do they hold their good stuff for E3 or do they hold their good stuff for summer games fest? I would probably say summer games fest makes the most, makes the most sense to be able to do it there because it gets more eyes. People care more. Keely is going to be able to do it with star power and you get a chance to kind of broaden it out and, and, and balance it out. So really interesting times for e3 um in a bigger way which is going to be very very interesting um next story up is something that we talked about first here on spawn on me uh when we had uh dj wheat and angela hessian uh you know vp of trust and safety on twitch uh come to the show you know earlier in the year to talk about some of their uh, new directions when it comes to their transparency report and what they're trying to do with enforcement of of some of the, the policies that they are kind of enacting across the the industry and across the, the Twitch community. Uh, on Wednesday, Twitch announced an expansion of its hateful conduct and harassment policy that takes into account behavior taking off the platform taking place off the platform. Um, actually, let me read the blog post. So one and, and before I read the blog post, really quick. One of the things that when myself and other folks in the space who've had the ear of folks at Twitch uh, through, you know, uh, you know, kind of oh, what's what's the best what's the best way to put it like through the ambassador program and then also through activations that have happened throughout the year, you know, they'll usually come to us and say, hey, we're, we're going to do a little bit of a change. We'd love to run it past you. You know, there are folks within, you know, the 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 Twitch universe where, you know, they're they're times when you get a chance to talk about some of the things that are coming down the line and say like, here's, here's maybe where you want to tweak it. How do you want to kind of see it? One of the things that has been part of that conversation for a long time has been the, the way that Twitch has been able to enforce some of its policies, both on platform and off platform off platform has become a much more problematic space because of folks like Keemstar, folks like the quartering folks like, you know, uh, you know, uh, all the all the other bad actors in the space who have decided that they will then pick on certain um, Twitch streamers and and then kind of blow up their lives because they have nothing else to do. Um, and it's been a hard thing to try to figure out, both from the YouTube side and now from the Twitch side, of like who's going to throw the first salvo to say we want to try to figure out a way to to deal with that. Um, what they've said is uh, 
that their current guidelines state in that in some serious cases where there is available verifiable evidence, we will take action against users for hateful conduct or harassment that occurs off Twitch services, meaning on social media, good, on other online services, interesting, or even offline when directed at members of the Twitch community. We are updating and expanding our approach to off-service enforcement, uh, which falls now into two categories. Category one, someone is harassed on Twitch, uh, as well as off Twitch. And when this happens, we will take into account verifiable off-service behaviors of statements that relate to an incident that took place on Twitch. For example, if we're reviewing a harassment report about an incident that happened live on stream, related, related or continued harassment on Twitter could be taken into account when reported to us. This is how our current off-service policy works in the vast majority of cases and will not change. Category two, uh, we will now enforce against serious offenses that pose a substantial safety risk to the Twitch community, even if these actions occur entirely off Twitch. Examples of these include deadly behavior or violent extremism, terrorist activities or recruitment, explicit and or credible threats of mass violence, uh, i.e. threats uh, against a group, people, event, or location where people would gather, leadership or membership in a known hate group, Carrying out acts, uh, carry out or acting as an accomplice to non-consensual sexual activities and/or sexual assault, sexual exploitation of children, such as grooming and solicitation, distributing, a distribution of underage sexual materials, actions that would directly and explicit compromise the physical safety of the Twitch community, such as threatening of violence at a Twitch event, explicit or incredible threats against Twitch, including Twitch staff. Twitch staff, sorry. Whew, that's a lot of stuff. Um, I'm just skimming through some of it. Um, and it looks like it says that there will be a connection to some third party investigatory spaces where that they will then help do the legwork of trying to connect the dots basically, uh, to help, to help move that forward. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to dig into it a little bit more. I haven't had enough time to dig into the full version of what this means. Um, but the thing that I'm hoping for is exactly what I just talked about a, a minute ago is you have these bad actors who, who have decided that they will then use their and weaponize their audiences, even if they try to cover their asses and say, Hey, everybody, I've made this video. Don't go harass the subject of the video because that then leads to potential legal ramifications for me. This tells me now that at least in, in theory and in what in practice, what we'll see hopefully happen is that there be a way to level that complaint up to Twitch to say, Hey, this person in YouTube land is, is, is messing with me has either doxed me or has let their community And it's hard because you're, again, your communities, you can't control everyone, but there has to be some repercussions for the actions of the communities that had that, that surround your work and surround your content. So it will be really interesting to see what now changes and how the reports will go up. Because if we are to believe some of the folks who have said that, they, that they're not doing this harassment, there is a really gray area for being able to pull in 
that information in a way that is verifiable. I don't know now if you can make the legal jump from, hey, you made a hateful video or a video that is supposed to expose me or expose whoever the subject is. And therefore, you know, does that qualify if it feels like there's malice intent in terms of the videos that get made? Most of them feel like malice content. Even if you're just like, well, I have an opinion about a person, so I just made a video about it. What's the purpose of that video? It's not informative. It doesn't inform anybody of anything that has value. But I think that really depends. There's a lot of gray area to see where this is going to wind up leading. It's really a lot of gray area for both the you know aggrieved and the aggressor. I do wonder if you were to look at some of the things that we've seen in the most in the not too distant, not too distant past that have happened, if those things would hit the mark that would lead to some investigations happening if those things came back up. So, you know, if you, you know, had people who were all in my all in my uh, mentions on Twitter for some stuff that I had said, um, and if I was like, hey, this is harassment, what does that mean, right? You know, luckily no one has come to my home or no one has tried to dox me or no one has tried to swap me, any of that kind of stuff. But it is one of those conversations of like, what does that actually mean in real in real practice? Like, what does this actually mean? Um, so I, I do wonder if this now is retroactive. Probably not, because that's not the way that Twitch has kind of done things. When they enforced their new rules, it didn't really uh, take into account anything that happened prior even though the damage was already done, it will be, it will be really, um, while to see what happens next though. Um, I would love to get Angela Hessian back on the show. I would love to get folks, um, back on, 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 on the podcast to talk about what this means and how the enact enactment will, will wind up happening. The enforcement, I'm sorry, will happen for some of this stuff. Uh, I just don't know what that means in in the grand scheme for how that all works. It will be something again that I think hopefully will keep people out of, I don't know, maybe out of the space where you've seen folks like the quartering talk about on his, on his YouTube channels about, you know, I had a meeting at YouTube and they basically said, I'm for me to kind of leave people alone who are, you know, who don't have as many followers as I do because it, it, it's more work for me and it doesn't really do anything for my brand as opposed to stop being an asshole. Uh, that was the reasoning behind wanting to not, to, kind of wanting to stop doing stuff, which I find to be really wild and weird. Um, but um, we will see now what happens uh, alongside these incidents. We'll see if they brought, if Twitch broadens out even more of their, uh, their, their stances. And I applaud them for, for being proactive in this moment and saying, you know, it's a thing that our community has asked for, for a long time is we want to make sure we're, we're, we're knocking out offline abuse and offline stuff. How do we figure out a way to do that in a good way so that we are actually doing the work of, of making things better? I think, I think that's going to be very, very important. Uh, to be able to have as a thing going forward. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see that happen. I'm happy to see that be a thing and we'll see 
now what happens after that? Uh, because who knows? Who knows if it's actually going to do any good? Who knows if it's actually going to like make a change in the way that we see the conversation happen? Who, who knows if we're going to be able to, you know, actually bring people's, you know, hold people's feet to the fire, uh, who are the bad actors in our community, uh, and, and see what they're going to be able to do. I, it is very, very intriguing to see what's going to wind up happening uh, there for, for all of those folks. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to check out a sponsored video from our folks over at PUBG Mobile. Again, thank you, our friends over at PUBG for sponsoring the show. It's been fantastic working with you. We've been wanting to do this for a while. And we're continuing to do stuff. We've been hanging out and doing cool stuff with them all month. So it's been really, really cool uh, to be able to do cool stuff. So we'll be right back after this. We'll see you in a minute. Today's podcast is sponsored by PUBG Mobile. With the launch of PUBG Mobile's newest map, Karakin, players are staking their claim for that elusive chicken dinner. On April 16th, a live event hosted by Powerbang will feature teams of content creators and their fans competing for big prizes and bragging rights as the reigning champs of Karakin. Watch the competition unfold on PUBG Mobile's official YouTube channel and see who will claim the title Conqueror of Karakin. Download PUBG Mobile today from the App Store or Google Play Store and play for free. See you on the battlefield. Welcome back to the Spawn of Me podcast with Khalif Adams. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. This is episode 382 of our show. Uh, if you missed the first half, you missed a banger of a beginning of a podcast, damn it. Talked about E3, talked about... Uh, Twitch now changing up some of their policies to kind of better fix offline harassment. There's been a lot of, again, interesting conversations happening within that space. Our last, last, last <laughs> news story of the week uh, is all about Rachel Valkyrie Hofstetter, uh, who um, joined 100 Thieves, I think, a couple of years ago. Um, she's a well-known streamer. She's been in the streaming game for a long time. Uh, she announced today, uh, that she is and in quotes. I am proud to be one of the first women co-owners in esports and beyond excited for our future together. She is now a co-owner alongside Nade shot, uh, of one of the biggest brands in, in esports, the hundred thieves. It is a big, big, big deal for her to be one of the few women co-owners in that space. Um, you, we know that folks like Aaron Ashley Simon, fam of the show, is also a co-owner of, you know, Xset. Uh, we also know now that Nate Shot has also brought in huge YouTuber and streamer Jack Courage Dunlap. Uh, so, so, so JD courage is now a co-owner as well. It is wild because they are going to make so much money. They have made a redonkulous amount of money already. And now they're going to make even more talking about Valkyrie and courage, uh, in the space now as co-owners of one of the, again, biggest and most well-known esports teams on the planet. Um, in 100 Thieves. Um, Haig said, and that's nature, he says, in my mind, it's probably the most important day in 100 Thieves history. Uh, I could have never predicted that we would be sitting here welcoming Valkyrie and Courage officially as co-owners of 100 Thieves. Um, lots of folks reached out uh, to give them some love and give them some props. 
it is it is cool it's it is a boss move for sure uh to be able to have them now a part of this big conglomerate this huge this huge team um it does make me again reflect on the fact that there are very very few plcs in the esports space from a management perspective from a coaching perspective and even less from a player perspective especially when we talk about um black black and brown folks uh it, it is i've still not seen a fully sponsored uh a fully sponsored black esports team there are very few if any uh we mostly reside within the fighting game community and sometimes in the in the shooter community but we're nowhere to be found in the moba in the moba space in a real way at least sponsored um so Again, I think that this is a good this is good news for them. The rich kind of get richer with this move, um, but it is a, it is a good moment for the space, right? Where you get a chance to say, you know, these folks are are, are making it happen. And again, Hundred Thieves is a really smart and well well managed brand. Um, so I would love to see what this looks like for again folks like Xset who are doing things from a very culture standpoint they're they're digging into black culture hip-hop culture in a way that no one else has done yet um and i think that that's an important an important space to kind of occupy currently um but i wonder you know what this means for them now like is it a thing where nate shot kind of moves to the back a little bit to maybe do more operations stuff does valkyrie and do do valkyrie and courage now kind of be the more of the figureheads uh we'll see i I don't i doubt that because nate shot likes to be in the in the spotlight um, but it will be interesting to see what they wind up doing now with with all three of them as the kind of faces of management uh, when it comes to 100 Thieves. Um, yeah, cool stuff. I think I think it's gonna be gonna be be dope to be able to to see what happens when it comes to that, and then we'll see what happens when they move forward. I think 100 Thieves is still kind of in the middle of a lot of different tournaments. They're not winning as many things as they as they would probably hope to win, uh, but they are still in the space as a name and a brand in a heavy way. They continue to do really cool stuff on the merch side, um, and they and they continue to build out the brand of what the streamer life can be, what the esports space can be when you have a lot of super young folks kind of running the outfit. Um, so yeah, cool stuff. I mean, it's it's gonna be wild. It's 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 a it's a new day for a lot of different companies. It's a new day for a lot of different teams. Uh, it's going to be one of those things where we're going to wind up trying to figure out who's going to be next now. Who's going to be the next group? Who's going to be the next owner? Who's going to be the next you know team that's going to come up that's going to occupy that space and give One Hundred Thieves a run for their money uh, because they have star power star power in ways that we hadn't seen before. Valkyrie was doing streams with AOC. Uh, you know, lots of different big time streams where she's been a part of it. Uh, you know, it was that that stream did three point. What is it? She racked up over three point three million subscribers on on YouTube, uh, and she only left you. She only left Twitch to move to YouTube in January. So since January, she's had three. She gotten three point three million subscribers uh, on YouTube, which is wild and she also won content creator of the year at the game awards last year um so who knows again 
who who knows how this actually works ginger sheep in the chat says next 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 team is the spawn on me team and all poc owned uh and sponsored by ka look i don't i don't know if i'd ever want to i don't know if i'd ever want to own a, a, a an esports team i think if i did it would have to be culture first. Like culture would have to be a huge part of the way it works. Cause honestly, I think, and, and I say this both in my day job and in my spawn on me job, there are, there's no one who has really knocked down the conversation or really has pulled in a conversation about why culture is so important. And I mean, when I say culture, I mean, you know, whichever cultures are actually moving things forward from a entertainment standpoint, because that's the biggest gap that we see now in the esports space is not one of technology, not one of um, of having games in the conversation. It's a culture gap and a diversity gap, and that that those two things intertwined will have a very very different um, like visual aesthetic. They'll have a different code of conduct that'll bring different people to the space and not in the ways that we saw when athletes were buying into sports teams because it was the in thing to do because everyone got excited about the word esports and didn't know what it was when they were spending money the only ones who really did that well from that perspective who understood the culture was echo fox and 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 evil geniuses now because they have a black woman running it so Lots of lots of cool stuff in that space to dig into. It is a highly lucrative spot. Millions and millions of dollars runs through esports, um, and and to be able to get a piece of that pie is a thing that we should, as a community, think of ways that we can be in that space in a real way. Because I think I don't want us to get left behind in this new digital divide that that winds up being there. So, word. Great stuff. Uh, really quick before we get up out of here for, for this episode, um, the other things that are happening right now in terms of the, in terms of the space and in terms of the conversation is I've been playing a whole crap ton of outriders. Uh, I've been playing a, a ton of outriders rocking my trickster class, uh, getting that trickster class up, uh, and making it, making it dope. Uh, we have a lot of stuff there to talk about very, very soon. Um, <laughs> shout out to Polarin in the chat. She's like, I missed the show. Uh, it'll be up on YouTube. Uh, and also, uh, we've been doing some cool stuff. We, again, we have dice coming up very, very shortly. Uh, we have, an, I have another announcement to talk about fairly soon. Uh, we'll talk about that probably on Twitter and then talk about it as soon as it gets announced on the next show. Uh, we're looking to get some, some fantastic guests on the show as well. Uh, I've been talking behind the scenes about snagging some other folks uh, because they've been really excited to check out and be a part of the show. And also we have our after show, uh, which we're going to do right after this about 15 minutes. We're going to give some love to all the folks who followed and thanked us and subscribe to us here on Twitch. Uh, and if you are part of the internet, if you're part of the podcast union, part of the podcast fam, please come through and watch the show one night uh, when we do it live or, or check out the work that we're doing over at, um, uh, Spawn Me Podcast on Instagram. We're do, we're growing that as well. We're we're doing a little bit of content happening over there as well. So we have some dope stuff on in the works. We're gonna I'm gonna be recording my um recording my Ask Ka Anything content this week. 
Uh, we have some great questions. We're doing a giveaway with um, uh, Govi. Uh, they have their RGBIC lights that they're going to be giving away. We've been talking about basketball, talking about Final Four and all that kind of stuff. We were giving out some lights at the end of the week. Uh, so remember to go to speakpipe.com slash spawn on me and leave me a voicemail. The funniest, most interesting question that I get, we'll get a set of lights from them. We're going to be giving that away very soon. And we have a couple other contests we're going to be doing very, very, very shortly. So we have lots of fun stuff coming in uh, for all of you at home. So until then, we're going to get about it here for this week's Spawn on Me. Again, check us out on all podcast platforms. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Spawn on Me. Check out our new merch that we have out into the world, uh, bit.ly slash somgear, S-O-M gear. We have... Dope stuff from our friends over at High High Score Tees. Uh, so very very cool uh, uh, new products coming out right there. And yeah, we have a lot of fun stuff coming in and and more things working in the space. So much love to you all in Chicago. We're gonna get up out of here. We'll see you all next week for the Spawn of Me podcast. If you're here on Twitch, hang out for a couple of minutes where we go over and hang out over on the post show. Uh, but everybody else in podcasting, we'll see you all next week. Much love and peace.